Hey, check one, check two, check one, check two. I hope I'm coming through to you. I was playing about with uh, all the settings at the weekend. So um, we're back to the original microphone. Because um, you have to trial, you have to test. You have to see what's working, you have to see what's better, what's worse. Um, part of today is also a little bit of an experiment. If you don't try, you invariably don't know. So, welcome to a, a rather sunny now morning in the northeast of Scotland. It's um, it's brightened up somewhat unusually. It was very dark, very overcast. Crast? Overcast? What's that? Overcast. Um, cloudy. The rain was sweeping across the sea. It was kind of atmospheric, but you don't want to live in that kind of atmosphere every day. It's the kind of atmosphere that causes everything to be damp and uh, sometimes it doesn't dry up because it just doesn't get that hot here. So yay, that's just my envy of the people I know who live in warmer places. In fact, almost everywhere is uh, warmer than here right now. Um, except if it's winter where you are, of course. So, I'll do this without trying to wake up my daughter who's crawled into the bed over there. Do you remember, do you remember the times when bed seemed so big? Do you remember being a kid and thinking like the bed was the sea and the duvet was the waves and you could just swim in there. <laughs> the things we forget, right? The things we forget as we grow up, as we become adults, as we as we they call it progress. I'm not sure it's progress. Is it evolution? I don't know. For some, it's different for everybody, right? I can't help thinking that the wonder of childhood, when it gets lost as we become adults, is is a crime, really. It's a crime to leave that discovery, to lose that self-discovery. But that's who we are a lot of the time as human beings, right? At least for a lot of us. My name is G. I represent the Academy. I am going to try to give you some perspective on events and situations 
if you want to drop me your articles, your comments, your connection, your correction, then please feel free to do that. You can find it. You can find contacts. You can find me under Graham W. Henry, a.k.a. G. Online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. Although time is limited and time is short, I can see a change happening. I have a feeling that there's going to be more on Parlor, Minds, Gab, Bitshoot, Brighteon and all those other platforms now that so many people are being deplatformed, so many people are being demonetized, so many people are being shadow banned. It's and it's it's all an attempt to turn over the table. Like the impetuous child or the unseasoned adult does when they're losing the game. So when you when you start to lose the game you start to bend the rules a little bit. But the truth is you're losing the game and nothing can hide that. Not your fake numbers and false statistics about how many people viewed this or that or how many people watched this program or that program a lot of it's just made up now a lot of it's just estimated you're tricked and fooled by numbers by statistics by experts by so-called experts by so-called authorities yeah, you can't really become an authority until you have authored a volume of work on a unique or specific subject. At least that's my perspective anyway. If you want to check out my work, there are four books on leadership you can pick up for free. I'm also considering releasing a book that I wrote about eight or nine years ago, which I didn't release. I'm pondering the uh, the implications of doing it now. Um, I didn't release it because A, it was controversial and B, it didn't flow in the way that I wanted it to flow, but I, I, I kind of think that doesn't matter anymore. I think that the the problems that one person sees are not the problems that everybody sees so everyone's got a different perspective i think the the answer is just to put something out and then if you want at the later date to go back and revise it review it correct it as and when necessary anyway the book if it comes out it's like it's crazy because it's like 80% written it's just 
the mindset. It's just that last element. It's just that focus. It's called the language of deceit. Um, how to navigate through the world around us. And it contains articles and essays on education, society, development, mindset, behaviorism. Um, a lot of interesting historical references as well. And um, it might serve as an introduction to the world that we live in. It might do. There are, there are worse places you can start. There's a lot of rubbish out there. Like you walk into a bookshop and it's just like, do we need another book on how to make salads? Right? Do we need another children's colouring book? Well, maybe we do. Whatever. There's a lot of reinvention as opposed to invention. <laughs> right? Shall we dive in? Shall we? Are you ready? Are you ready to go on a journey? Are you ready to lose your mind? Are you ready to get lost? Question you've got to ask yourself is are you ready? Are you ready to understand that your choice of environment where you are is a large part of what controls your thought? Oh yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready to break out? Are you ready to break through? Are you ready to squeeze between the bars? Ask yourself, how does it feel to sit in the jail that you've built around yourself? How does that feel? How does it feel to understand that the scars we have tell the story for us? Ask yourself if you really and truly know who you are. Ask yourself if you've found a truth relevant to your experience. Understand that when you speak the truth and love those who respond positively to the person you actually are, then that's progress. If you avoid the truth and spend your life in trivia and staring across empty chicken bones at dusty dinner tables, speaking with the dead who only come to life to strangle any truth from you, well, when you get old, you're going to wonder what the hell you did. Why did you waste all of this time hiding who you are? Because now comes that stony, cold, rough surface of the grave who will hide who you are permanently. And then at the last second, in your last breath, you'll realize that you never actually 
existed at all. Oh yeah. Everything is a trick of the mind. Mind game. The wizardry of the world. To understand, you can spend three hours on a plane, but you can't spend two hours in a theater. Do you get it yet? It's all a scam. It's all a plan. <laughs> it's all somebody else's nightmare. Oh yeah. And the truth, the truth is simple. The truth is there. The truth is to be discovered and uncovered and realized. And breathed into existence through human experience. Think about it. Stop, stop, stop and think about it. A disease. So debilitating that you don't know that you're sick. Right? Think about it, right? A disease so debilitating that you don't know that you're sick without a test. <laughs> right? And we're going to shut down society for this, yeah? We're going to close off the world. We're going to lock people in their homes. Who would have thought that your home would become your prison? And it will unless people speak out. Replying to at John B. Wells, CTM, former Israeli health minister, Professor Yoram Lass, said on the 22nd of March 2020 that the new coronavirus is less dangerous than the flu and lockdown measures will kill more people than the virus. But then nobody listened to him, did they? Because it didn't fit in to the narrative of the lunacy of the lunar lockdown. Right? It's all about focus and distraction. Keep you thinking about other things. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the five million jobs added to the American economy in June. Good or bad, you decide. It's there. Everything's distraction. Everything. And beyond the, the distraction, there's the wizardry of the magi who have the image. And the imagery. Do you understand what people are signaling? If you're watching the video version today, you'll see two people wearing masks which just happened to represent something, somewhere. But until you put those two things together in the right context, you have no idea what they're talking about. Oh yeah. All aboard! The Lolita Express, ladies and gentlemen. The Lolita Express. It's okay, because you've been trained, you've been conditioned. 
you understand that the future's at stake if your future's at stake if you don't just trust just trust here's something to think about regarding C19 VACCINE tests. Despite animal trials proving the Oxford vaccine ineffective against COVID-19, AstraZeneca nevertheless launched human trials. Lead developer Andrew Pollard initially promised to test his vaccine against a placebo, something no vaccine developer had ever dared. Such tests reveal safety problems. Pollard then relented and will now give his controls a notoriously reactogenic meningitis vaccination, a common ploy to mask injuries from experimental vaccines. Among the 50 listed side effects from the meningitis vaccines are Guillain-Barre syndrome, convulsions, Kawasaki's disease, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, myelitis, can't pronounce that, appendicitis, pneumonia, um, staphylococcal infection, shingles, vitello-intestinal duct remnant, uh, Cushing's, Cushing's syndrome, viral hepatitis, is that enough? Would you like more? Seizure, convulsions, more? Bell's palsy, suicidal depression, sepsis, and death. Yes, death is a common side effect, or not unknown side effect, shall we say, of the vaccine process. Moderna passed over animal trials altogether and then spent 20% of the high-dose group and 6% of the low-dose group sent, sorry, sent 20% of the high-dose group and 6% of the low-dose group to the hospital in its phase one human trial. Human trial. Human trial. You're a guinea pig. Uh, yesterday, Moderna stock dropped 9.5% on news of delays in phase three trials. Got to rush them through there. Something bad must have happened. Oh, not to mention that um, the last time or last year when uh, the main coronavirus was tested on either mice or rats, I can't remember which group. I think it was mice um, that, it, that it made them all sterile so they couldn't have kids. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Isn't that fantastic? But roll up your sleeve. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> yeah, stay safe. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the great game. Welcome to the great game. Now, this is a, this is a great article. Um, uh, you can source this at evidence. Uh, evidence no evidencenotfear.com uh, article title how sage and the media created fear in the british public and this is a great article because it actually goes through the stages of creating fear in the population that were planned step by step by the british government yep yep they actually have a group of people who advise them on how to scare the shit out of the public. Um, this is related to applied psychology. Um, yes, you've been the subject of a very large project of 
persuasion. And the aim of the persuasion was to study how human beings would react to a perceived threat rather than a real threat. Um, and it was realized, um, according to documents released, that on the 22nd of March, um, a substantial number of people, it was believed by the government, still did not feel personally threatened. Um, therefore, the perceived level of threat needed to be increased using hard-hitting techniques. Hard-hitting techniques. <laughs> As they nudge and club you into position. A summary in, in early March 2020, the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, SAGE, the wise ones, the elders, produced a document for the UK government highlighting methods for rolling out new social distancing rules. There seemed to be some doubt as to whether the public would comply with the upcoming measures, so SAGE outlined a methodology based on the known psychological behavioural modification techniques. Working hand in hand with the media to produce fear, panic and irrational responses. Meanwhile at the same time the World Health Organization were changing their mind every day. It's good, it's bad, it's right, it's wrong. This is the right medicine, this is the wrong medicine. Uh, you, uh, it, it can't be transferred person to person, then it can. The virus jumps two feet and six feet, then um, it leaps from planet to planet. Um, it was brought by aliens. Um, no, they didn't say that, but they might as well, because their logic is pretty much on the same level. Um, and these are the people that said that we need to remove people from homes if they are sick, even if they're only asymptomatic. Meaning, once again, that they carry it, but um, are in no way dangerous to society. In order to understand this further, you might want to hop to lbry.tv, which um, scoops up a lot of banned and censored videos. Um, the Corona vaccine is Planned population reduction, search for that. Uh, it goes through a lot of the documentation and um, is well worth a little bit of your valuable time. Meanwhile, here's the truth, the truth of it all, the truth of the matter. Here's the, the, the meaty content of what's going on. Dailymail.co.uk, the NHS will not, the National Health Service will not be the service people had previously, health chief says. And this is the danger of having one system. This is the danger of having one system. Even if it's good when you set it up, it will be infiltrated. Bad people will come in and they'll, they'll take it over either through infiltrating the system or they'll just, you know, you have these, these, these coups or as has happened right now where companies are so big and private organizations can be, can be so rich that they can influence policy more than, more than governments, right? Um, scary, but 
that's the way a lot of this works now. And, and the health service was never really designed to be used in a positive way by the people. I mean, the idea of creating it is great. But when you realize the false premise upon which it was all set up, when you realize the amount of money wasted in that in that system, when you realize that people have been paid for not working for three months right now, um, crazy, huh? When you realize the bonuses people get for putting certain words on certain certificates, right? Right. When you realize the kickbacks that doctors get for prescribing certain drugs, right? When you realize about, when you when you come to understand the selling and reselling of drugs, right? When you come to understand that healthcare is the biggest business in the world, and that if you make people sick, then you will forever have clients and customers. Mm. The sickness is your weakness. Right. So the health service was uh, in Britain was set up following World War II in order to cover the amount of the National Health Service was set up in order to cover the, the, the wounded soldiers coming back from the war. And um, it was a military institution. It always has been. That's why the language is the way that it that is uh, doctors nurses wards and look at the root of that word ward not just in reward and award but but what is a ward it's, it's property of the state basically so uh yeah and when when health becomes a for-profit business and you realize that if you can sell lots of drugs and lots more drugs that you can make much more money. Right? When you realize that the natural medicines that when you realize that it's hard or almost impossible to hold a patent over a natural substance. Right? You can I think you can have a patent over a process, but I don't think you can patent the substance if it's natural, therefore you can't make money on it. Whereas if you have a synthetic drug, then you can patent it and then Bob's your uncle, right? Hmm. Anyway, the truth will be revealed sooner or later. In a stark warning, um, who is this lady? Uh, head of the health service. Anyway, um, why is it always women? Why is it always women that seem happy to give us bad news? <sighs> In a stark warning, head of the NHS said, without that testing, without the testing, we can't be clear that staff working on the front line are safe and not infected. And that's really, really important we get that into place, right? Because hasn't been important for the last hundred years, right? And also the tests don't actually test for what they tell you they test for. And they were also contaminated at the beginning as well. She also admitted it was uh, absolutely imperative. Oh, and not to mention the number of doctors who've sent away um, clean tests and clean swabs, not with nothing swabbed at all, and the tests come back positive, right? 
So you have to question everything. Um, it's absolutely imperative that the NHS gets started again. Why did it stop in the first place? Uh, but added, we've got to be clear that's going to come relatively slowly. And it's why? Why? You, you, you closed it quickly. Why can't you open it quickly? And it's not going to be the service that people had previously. Previously, Yes, because it's all collapsing. Officials urged all hospitals to, and yeah, but I mean, look at the, I mean, how many hospitals were failing before, right? Just look at it. Officials urge all hospitals to cancel thousands of operations. Look at that, that's going to kill people, right? And turf out, <laughs> interesting use of language, turf out patients on their wards to make way for a surge in COVID-19 patients early on in the crisis. Of course, the surge never happened. Trust bosses have since been given the green light to resume services. From who? Given the green light from who? Government said that essential services should continue, remember? Mm. Trust. Trust bosses. Trust. Trust. Fuck your trust. Trust bosses have been given the green light to resume services that came to a stop in March with the peak of the first wave of the outbreak having passed. Health leaders last week warned that it will take several months before the NHS is able to fully reset. What? Several months? You shut it down in about two days. Mrs. Corderoy told the BBC Radio 4, we are in a situation where we've done astonishingly well to really reconfigure the NHS to manage with this surge in coronavirus cases. Uh, yeah, Philip, I mean, how much, how much you paid to lie, right? Where's your soul? You know what this is? I'll tell you what this is. It's a battle. It's a battle of life and death. Of light and dark. It's a battle between good and evil. It's a moral struggle. The inability to parse, recognize, understand, and share the truth will be the downfall of humanity. The toxic culture we live in, the straying from the religious guidelines, the belief that man can be God, the stealing of spirituality, replacing it with nothingness, nothingness. That's all the government has to offer now. An empty pail of vacancy. What do you do? How do you respond? How do you fight back? Understand 
the tricks, understand the sleight of hand, understand that anger is a gift, beauty is a weapon, and love is a choice. Understand how close we are every day. To enlightenment as the light, the information, the healing enters the pupil. Understand how close we can be to nature and the universe when the sun comes out and for that moment we feel connected under the rolling sky, the carpet of the sea in front of us. Understand. Here's an interesting tangent. Um, Deagle.com is a military statistics site. According to their sources and resources, the British population is expected to drop to 15 million by 2025. This might be an overestimation of potential problems. You can go to their website and you can check the statistics for yourself, right? They're covering gross domestic product, they're covering purchasing power, they're covering budgets, they're covering military, they're covering imports and exports, and they're covering population. Right? Population. Interesting. I wonder if there's something that they know that we don't know. A lot of people use that site. A lot of people use that site. Apparently it's the predictions of an aeronautical company. But they don't appear to be unfounded. Time will tell though, right? Time will tell what is and what isn't, what was and what wasn't in our personal lives as much as in the world around about us. Here's a quote. Orison Svetmarden. Most of our obstacles would melt away if instead of cowering before them we should make up our minds to walk boldly through them. Stands the test of time. Stands the test of time. Question. Why are Bill and Melinda Gates smiling like Cheshire cats as they predict a second wave? Um, check out the Instagram post breaking news. Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci by Erin Elizabeth. Uh, she runs Health Not News and um, a lot of great stuff on there. They're not perfect, but they're, you know, they're researching the holistic answers. And that's where I think we should all 
be looking. We should all be looking for a question that will help us to find the answers we need. We should all be listening to the inner dialogues within within us. We should all be realizing which voice is our voice. You know which voice is your voice? The positive voice. The positive voice is your voice. <laughs> right. People will try to misdirect you. Don't get lost. Remember that everybody is somebody. But more than that, everybody needs somebody, which is why we need to support the people around about us. And I talked at the beginning about kids and how kids see things differently, right? How we can learn from kids. How kids have the sparkle that most adults have lost somewhere. They've lost it somewhere. Somewhere down the road. The adults have lost the logic as well. Just stop and think about this for a second. Just stop and think about it. Whatever you're doing, just stop. Put it down. Take a breather. Think about this. Think about the fact that it's interesting to see so many people suddenly worried about asymptomatic carriers of a so-called virus. When previously they never cared when they vaccinated their kids with live virus vaccines and sent them into schools as asymptomatic carriers. Think about that for a second. So how do we understand that? Or how should we understand that? How should we use the information? Because information that we can't use is kind of useless, right? Well, let's say somebody expects you to wear a mask, right? And you say to them, why would you like me to wear a mask? Say, this is a virus. Okay, and you ask them for the science of, you know, what is what is the science for, for wearing a mask? Oh, it's protecting people. Is it? Who is it protecting? Let me... Well, it is protecting other people. Well, what if I'm if I'm not sick? But you might carry the virus and not know about it. Everybody carries viruses. That's normal. That's the way we live. It is necessary that healthy people get sick to protect sick people. Herd immunity concepts. I was skeptical years ago about herd immunity, but there you go, right? Intelligent people, when they meet new information, have to reconfigure and organize their thoughts. Right? Things change. The best team is not always the best team. Right? Changes. Changes. So, how should you approach this information. Well, you say to people, okay, let's think about this logically, right? You vaccinated your kids, yeah? 
Okay, so you, they were injected with a live virus and then sent to school. So you sent your kids into school in the environment of hundreds of other people as asymptomatic carriers because that was healthy, right? Yeah. And now you're telling me that it's unhealthy to do the same thing as an adult. Do you, do you understand the contradiction there? You get it? Some will, some won't. Some do, some don't. It's the way of the world. It's the way of the world. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there, there's a lot of... There, start digging, people, start digging. Go and look at what happened. Go and look at what happened with the swine flu. Go and look at news reports. Go and look at debates about the swine flu. Go and listen to the doctors who are saying you can't catch a virus. It's very interesting. Very interesting science behind it. And remember, science is just theories continuously updated as we try to understand the world we live in. Science will make you think that we've, we've got all this shit figured out. No, 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 no. It's constant revision. Constant revision. Just as a product should get better over time. It's the same principle with science. It's constant revision. We're always discovering new things. Yeah. Always discovering new elements to history. Every week, every day, there's some discovery which which changes our knowledge of history. That's 365 discoveries a year. Are you factoring that into your thinking? Or are you still reading those science books from the 1950s? Some of which have a lot of good information in them. I'll tell you something else. There was a lot more literature available 10 years ago than is today. I've got some backup files somewhere around here with um, every single book on alternative history you can think of. And let me tell you, it's wild. It's wild. Even just from my little bits of experience knitted together. It's wild. History is way different from what mainstream people wish you to believe. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of they'll give you the they'll give you like the they'll give you like these key points that are that are unmistakable, unavoidable. But they're cities under the cities. There's history beneath the history. It's only now that we can fly and we've got this ground penetrating radar that we can see. Oh, there were walls over there. Oh, there were roads. People keep digging up old roads, not even knowing there were roads there. Digging up old systems, old tunnels. Right? People would make you believe that everything that's now is the best. Hey, well, go and, look, go and look at some of the early films. Go, go, go back and look like over a hundred years ago. Go back and look pre... Because this society has been in great turmoil since World War One. 
go and look at what the cities looked like pre-World War One, pre-1900. Go and look at the world. Right? Tell me we've progressed, huh? Or are we just like the rat in the cage on the wheel? That wheel spins and spins and spins and spins and we get tired and we go nowhere, right? Reported in Time Online, Prince Andrew to speak with FBI after Ghislaine Maxwell's arrest. You see, they knew where she was all the time, but she was protected. She was protected because she has files. She has knowledge. She has information on the dark secrets, on the deep places, on the other side <laughs> of the often misty, often grey, often cloudy landscape of life. Yeah. And where are all the celebrities now? Where are they now? We can but speculate as people isolate themselves and we prepare for the next battle, the next fight, the next civil war. Because the people are forced to go to war when logic fails. Dailycaller.com reports, California Governor Newsom bans singing in churches. He's banned singing. Because singing spreads the virus, right? And there he is standing, a symbol of authority with the army behind him. That's what we're fighting, people. You can protest in the street as loud as you want. Yes, you can protest in the street as loud as you want. It's true. But you can't sing in a church. Time to stand up. Time to stand and be a person of moral character, not like, not like Mr. Morgan, not like Piers. <laughs> Your time has come, my friend. It is my hope with the information age that we can provide enough information to understand that a lot of Politics is just tricks. Dr. David Samadhi stated on Twitter, I want to ensure that everyone understands the gravity of the situation here. Hydroxychloroquine worked as a drug all of the time. The media said it would kill you simply if you took it because it was a political agenda. It worked. It is working. 
It has worked and it will work. Yep. What have we done, people? These are adults. What have we done? Perhaps we should look to the children and learn something from them. The fact that the children have their own world, where the world of the children is fundamentally different from the world of us adults, as the children appear not to have forgotten how to enjoy themselves, how to play, how to explore, how to take risks, how to have fun without hurting or harming anyone. They can live, they can love the sand, the sun, the sea, the surf, the sky, the sunshine. The children understand what real winning is. It's living. It's learning to live and letting people live. It's understanding the need to put in effort, that without effort there could be no valuable reward. You know what one of the greatest joys in the world is? It's running, just running, just increasing your heart rate. It's just running. Try it. Don't let the start stop you. Don't get stopped. Don't don't let anyone get in your way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, people will, that's life. There's always some level of insanity. There's always some level of roadblock. There's always something to learn. Time to learn, guys. Time to learn the agendas. Time to learn the plans. Time to learn where things came from. You won't realize it at first, but there's there's a mystic level to everything. There's an occult level to everything. When people say black lives matters, matter. The word has a double meaning, right? And it's the meaning that you're told that it has. But then there's so much more. Is it that it's important? Or is it something that can be used, abused, reused. <laughs>
A lot of us are used. Right? A lot of us don't understand history. A lot of us don't understand the African origins. The Templar remnants. And they're everywhere. They're here where I live. If you know where to look. Why do companies have logos? What is the logos? Symbolism. Symbolism. That's why they're not just burning statues of people. They're burning all the statues. Right? Because it's symbolism. If you want to know more, go to twitter.com. Search for Speak for Yourself on twitter.com. Listen to at Marcus Wiley as he breaks down the plan to paint Black Lives Matter as a negative force. As a ne See, Black Lives Matter, if you want the root of it, and you might agree to disagree, and that's fine, but the violence and the irrationality of the movement is there to give a bad name to people, not a good name. And the intelligent people understand and they know to stay clear of a movement that promotes destruction, vandalism, violence, death, murder. Because that's, that's the end point. The dissolution of the family. Look at the Black Lives Matter website. The dissolution of the nuclear family is one of their goals. What does that tie into in history? These are not easy topics to cover. Right? These are things that have to be understood. NationalPulse.com also reports hydroxychloroquine significantly re reduces the death rate from COVID-19 according to a Henry Ford health study. And it gives you the dates and the numbers and the statistics. Once again, it's drug when prescribed in the right way, helps you. So there we go. <laughs> How you feeling now? How you doing now? How are you? How are you? No, really, how are you? So when people ask you how you are, how do you respond? Do you tell them what's on your mind or do you just... Do, do you give a measured response? Are you honest? Are you thoughtful about your response? secret to a great conversation is to be interested rather than try to be interesting. Well, how do you do that? 
Well, you ask somebody what they're doing. And then you can explore it more. <laughs> you can ask somebody why they're doing it, right? A lot of different reasons for doing things. Some people don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They might have it twisted a little bit. So that's how to engage in conversation. Ask someone what they think. Hey, what's your opinion on, you know, engage, engage people. Engage people. To gauge the next step. The next step is up to you. It's your step. It's your choice. You go out. You do what you can. You choose. You search. You find. My name is G. I represent the Academy. Search and seek out the information. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, please scan the other forums as well. Bitchute, Brighty on. Gab, Parlor, Minds. See what you can find. Wherever you are, I wish you a great day. And as always, don't forget to tell the ones you love that you love them. Peace.